Hi, welcome to Conversations on Public Health. I'm your host Prachi. Join me every week as I travel across India, speaking to folks who are solving massive public health challenges facing our country and the larger developing world. At Conversations on Public Health, we are really on a mission to understand the causes and consequences of public health issues. The effects of contaminated water on health are pretty well documented. Uh, with this in mind today we speak to Shubhi Kesarwani Shubhi is currently a student at Columbia University and is specializing in sustainability management she is a seasoned professional in the governance space and is also a program manager with Gurujal Gurugram Shubhi a very welcome to our show so you know how very often we talk about how there are so many different kinds of water problems in our country right like the related to shortage contamination rights conservation and what not and there are so many organizations that are trying to solve these problems day in and day out as i understand gurujal is one of them uh can you tell us a little bit about how you all got started and what kind of problems you're trying to solve right uh so yeah as you mentioned that there's so many water organizations in the country and internationally uh but one thing that we realized unique was Uh, that yes either the organizations are working completely under the ambit of the government or they are doing it in a non profit like it's mostly an individual or a organizations initiative to start an, a program in of the similar sort but gurujal is unique in its ways because it's a public private partnership model it uh, it works under the umbrella of the district administration of gurugram like as in we report to all the officers but we are backed by the corporates and we have an advisory board composed of a domain experts so we get the best of all the worlds we'll say and uh, again the focus is to reduce uh, to improve the groundwater tables and to work around the water management issues in the district and then scale it up to the different districts Uh, but i wonder like let's say when you work with the government do you not face bureaucratic delays or issues because i'm assuming that's what a lot of uh, ngos and even just you know institutions or organizations that try to work with the government often complain about uh so i think um rather than seeing it as a bureaucratic delay what i see it more is that any bigger organization needs to have its procedures in place and it's the procedures and the due diligence of the processes or the paperwork on the background that creates certain organization or the reliance on that organization credibility also might be one of those definitely things. and when we're talking about the government it is uh, like a public entity right uh, so any piece of information has to be available on the public domain and it should be accessible it should be understandable by the local people because ultimately it's like people's money and everybody owes an accountability so yes that puts government under the radar and uh, hence paperwork is important and hence the delays so i think working with the government i'm just learning to be more methodical and more procedural in a way can you talk about how huge a public health issue contaminated water is in this country right uh, so as i mentioned earlier that it's an immense immense uh, scope because when we talk about that the 70% of india still resides in its rural areas and uh, most of the rural areas don't have a structured sewerage system right so that the second question that arises in our mind is where is that sewerage flowing to so mostly it ends up going to one of the ponds which was initially ut- utilized for alternative purposes like 
earlier we people used to uh, you know take a shower in that or take their animals um, or fetch water from the ponds but now all these ponds are being utilized to run off the domestic waste and you know act as a storage pool for that which contaminates over time and has create poses such a big and massive health hazard right so then you're saying that it probably makes its way to our food chain then absolutely so also a lot of waterborne diseases are caused if we are around wastewater uh, like cholera mm-hmm. typhoid diarrhea all these are and and there's so many deaths that happen every year because of the contaminated water speaking a little bit about gurgaon mm-hmm. um i'm sure like the water problem uh, manifests itself in many many different ways right mm-hmm. like there'll be flooding in the monsoons or there'll just be a lack of water uh, pretty much all year round and then there'll be water pollution in the groundwater what i'm trying to understand is why did you choose to work with wastewater ponds in such a huge way because i understand that you know one of gurujal's major initiatives is wastewater like uh, wastewater ponds yeah so what were the practical reasons and what were like just the other reasons that led you to choose wastewater ponds so i'll be very uh, honest with you when we started gurujal back in march 29 on uh, 2019 onwards so we wanted to work on all verticals of water and we were wanted to help the government deliver better so instead of my original thought has always been like why to create parallel mechanisms why not strengthen the existing ones so when we went to the different government departments so we closely worked with almost more than 20 government departments at the district level and then we work at the state and we try and coordinate with all the think tanks at the national level as well uh so when we worked with them we had a uh, in depth interview and we realized that they need so help in certain areas and they don't need and then jal shakti abhiyan happened and which which sort of called all these government officers to focus in a certain direction and awareness was already happening and they had pushed certain things like rainwater harvesting systems and uh planting of trees etc so we realized what is what domain which is still not being covered and has a huge potential and that was wastewater ponds so we had almost 641 ponds in 1956 as per the data of gurugram metropolitan development authority which reduced to 487 in 1976 so we can see there has been a, a drop of almost 200 water bodies within like some 20 years which is very very massive yeah it is is it also safe to assume that most of the existing uh, wastewater ponds are polluted yes actually it is there would be very rare water bodies at least at the plains area that would still uh, have survive over time Uh, not saying that they have completely diminished but uh, i would say the rural areas have better uh, and cleaner ponds than the peri urban areas what has the process been like for gurujal how have you gone ahead and implemented something like this and i'm asking you because i wonder if this model can be scaled up and used by different you know institutions and organizations throughout this country right definitely there was some contextual knowledge available with the government and the private institution but i think we've created a lot of it or rather discovered or collated a lot of it uh, with experience so we've learned to focus on wastewater bodies now wastewater bodies have its many many kinds as well there could be industrial waste there could be chemical waste there could be domestic waste or there could be just rain fed uh, water bodies and still have eutrophication 
So we've learned to develop a mechanism and for that we have also collated a SOP in which any organization, any government entity can refer to to replicate it. It's very easy. It's very simple to be done. Now we have put templates. We have put in extras there. You can see uh, a copy of every letter which needs to be sent to a certain authority. We've also mentioned what authority and what should be the subject, what should be the format. So we've kept it very, very simple. And hopefully we'll release, we'll be able to release that draft soon. So you'll be releasing all of this on your website? Uh, so we were in the process of uh, conversing with Niti Aayog and they are going to publish it. So how have you gone about, um, you know, your work when it comes to wastewater bodies? What has been step one, step two, step three for you all? All uh, right. Uh, so I think very uh, first step was to understand ki what is the exact data which is available. So we are now focusing on the 320 water bodies which are uh, remaining in Gurgaon and where we uh, find possible scope of intervention. Now moving ahead, it's very, very important to understand the technology. Uh, how do we shortlist? Because definitely we have to clean water. Now there was a bigger debate about should we have a centralized treatment pl plant or should we have a decentralized treatment plant. In case of Gurgaon, we realized that decentralized wastewater treatment plants would be better because one, it minimizes the cost of transportation. Two, it also minimizes the uh, diseases or the leakages which might happen because cleaning up aquifers is going to be the most difficult task and the impossible task to do. And now we are piloting with seven different technologies to see the efficiency, the performance, uh, the survival in the rural areas. Um, because we do realize there are certain challenges in the rural areas which could be difficult for a certain technologies. For an example, there's not a constant supply of electricity. So figuring out nature-based technologies which... Uh, which can be helpful in this ways as an alternative. So we are exploring and experimenting with all of them. I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, could you talk a little bit about, you know, your pawn profiling? Right. As in your the first step you sure. said, your baseline. So I think uh, the very first important step uh, after figuring out that what are the areas that we want to work it, uh, the second is what's the depth to which we want to work. And for that process, we do the pawn profiling and it's a detailed Mm, profiling format that we have uh, formulated and uh, we cover various um, uh, aspects like what is the water profile as and like what is the water quality what is the soil quality in that area what is the ambient air quality because we realize that every ecology's uh, aspects interplay with each other what is the flora fauna found in that area before the intervention and we do all of this we compile all of this before intervention to see what's the change what is the impact in uh, after the interventions and and uh, document it better it also has certain details like what's the depth of water it's all the physical chemical properties of water at the pond and um it, it also covers revenue details as what is the khasara number who's the owner of the land on the documents and we ensure that we have government uh, certified data for this so we go to different government departments to collate all these information after visiting the site and doing the drone surveys and all so we have the aerial view we have the 3d view and then we create the contour maps to understand whether the pond has a natural catchment or not so uh, yeah just uh, dissecting the every aspect which is related to the pond and then putting it together to understand and design uh, the uh, treatment plan plan for that rejuvenation plan for that yeah 
Um, so after your pawn profiling, what what is it that you do next? Uh, that's a very in-depth 10-step process that we follow. Uh, and then, uh, like I can name it, like we do side identification, we do site profiling, which was the point profiling. Then we do a feasibility report to understand that, you know, after analyzing all the uh, results that we've received from uh, the site profiling, we try and figure out if it's feasible to implement the plant there and what technology to uh, there. Like for an example that uh, the sort of the treatment plant that would be uh, implemented at a certain site would need a certain amount of area, would need certain electricity and whatnot. There are so many other parameters. And so once the project is finalized, we go back to the community to align with them as to what their expectations are and how they would want the project to materialize. And then begins all the civil work, all the technical work. So it's cleaning and leveling, it's constructions, it's a wastewater treatment plant installation, waste management, which happens in the nearby areas. And then comes the beautification and landscaping part because we want the community to uh, cherish their uh, property back again. Now it should be... Uh, become a it should become a place where they would want to take a, uh, a stroll and where yeah they want to play around they want to have community meetings etc so we do the landscaping and beautification we try and connect their uh, local uh, commun communities sentiments there and then uh, for the long term we do the monitoring and uh, evaluation i'm so sorry yeah the idea is that the project sustains so we studied for another okay, two so years. how long does it take for you to complete this whole process like right from site identification to then handing over this cleaned and you know beautified pond back to the community uh it could uh, essentially take from it depends on the size of the pond actually that's the primary criteria but uh, from my observation of the works that have been done by far it takes almost like 6 to 12 months to do that at least and that also that also vary upon the uh, varies with the seasonal cycle. So if we if we are beginning immediately after monsoons, that is going to take a lot lot of time. If we are beginning before monsoons, say if we begin in January, so we can end by before monsoons, and that's the best cycle to make a pond work. Right. So should be I understand that there's a lot of different kind of ponds that you are working with, right? Uh, you could have like a different kind of pollution that this pond is facing or uh, you have a certain amount of land available or certain amount of financing available and that probably influences uh, what technology you, you actually end up using. Right. Uh, so we essentially in the entire process of pond rejuvenation, it's the wastewater treatment that needs major emphasis and major efforts. A, we have to make it very cost efficient B, we have to make it very, very effective because again, it's like public health issue that we are dealing with. It's water issues that we're dealing with. And then for this, we have we are experimenting on uh, variations of uh, wastewater treatment, which is like we are, uh, we are, we are piloting with advanced eco-reactor in Dhala. So these are different places that we are experimenting, different uh, technologies that we are experimenting with. So at, at this point of time, um, how many different kinds of technologies have you used and how many different ponds have you, um, you know, sort of uh, rejuvenated? Um, we are currently in the process of 
doing some like we so we are doing almost 25 ponds with uh, the municipal corporation of gurugram we are doing 17 ponds with the panchayati raj institution in the peri urban areas of gurugram and then we are helping municipal corporation of faridabad do their 22 ponds so we we are more like a consulting think tank which gives technical administrative uh, consultancy when it has to do the wastewater ponds it's only the pilots that we did completely on our own uh, and, and we handle government departments to ensure the end-to-end -end execution. We monitor them at various stages. Uh, so again, coming back to the technologies, there are six technologies that we have piloted with and uh, at different places. So your pilots then were basically a way for you to sort of understand how to go about the process of pond cleaning so that you could then sort of guide these other departments into doing the same thing. Absolutely. So uh, when we see India's uh, thing, uh, so never ever before Gurujal, any institution or the any government department has stepped into wastewater treatment of a pond, right? So this was a new thing that we were trying and that needed some uh, established um, outcomes, right? Uh, and to be able to do so, yes, we went ahead with the pilots and, and uh, to understand ki how it plays with the other variables at the rural level or anywhere in the community and then um, you know extract our learnings and incorporate it further when before scaling or sharing it with the government so you know as i understand it the wastewater pond initiative is pretty capital intensive um and it makes me wonder how you arrange and manage your finances right uh Yes, indeed, it is capital in intensive, but when you see the centralized wastewater treatment which happens, it's very, comparatively, it's very cheap. So ultimately now, uh, the National Green Tribunal, which is a body in India, a statutory body in India, and who, which makes all the decisions when it comes to all the environmental issues, it has declared that none of the wastewater can be um, released into the river. So what's the other alternative? A, it stays stagnating at the place where it is collecting or B, it goes into the river. Now both is not allowed. So what do we do? So somebody has to treat it anyways. And in comparison to the centralized treatment plants, this is mm -hmm. super cheap, right? And uh, so that works out. And secondly, just when talking about the financial arrangement, yes, we are exploring different ambits. So there are funds in various government uh, program schemes and policies. Like there is, we use Manrega's help to do all the cleaning bit. Uh, we explore the funds under Swachh Bharat Mission to do all the painting or the beautification bits or installing of dustbins. Then uh, we use Gram Panchayat funds at certain places where it's available and in municipalities where it's available. But then we have like a lot of corporate sponsors in case of Gurgaon to uh, help us with the uh, technologies or uh, adopting a pond or supporting a pond so we have this program called support a pond and then uh, all these csr people they step in they take up one pond and uh, support us financially and we do got the it, execution also wanted to understand like it seems like the wastewater pond initiative would require a lot of support at the ground level from the community around you um and i and, and i wonder what kind of you know resistance or support you get uh, when you try to implement a program like this uh, 
well that's a tricky one um because ultimately we're talking the commu- about the community that we work with uh so yes definitely there have been certain issues and i would say uh, the roots of it are mostly uh, confusions or misalignment they don't understand what we're trying to do and uh, what what seems to them could be a completely different thing so usually uh, the thing that happens uh, the the worst factor that happens is like the encroachment that there are people who have settled near the ponds because ponds is like government property nobody claims it at the local area there could also be some political issues like there there would be some sarpanch and there would be an anti sarpanch party so they that also interplays and then there could be a local vested interest also like they would always prefer having a community center instead of a wastewater and then uh, there are certain there are certain um, confusions around the uh, installation of and then uh, there are certain there are certain um, confusions around the uh, installation of the treatment plant also they are apprehensive ki there would be some smell there would be certain bacteria that wouldn't be good for the children so it takes a bit of convincing for that and how do you go around problems for like this for pond rejuvenation has been community mobilization always so we make sure to align with the ka- local community and that could be uh, and then we could enter there through the government or uh, by ourselves so we have a community mobilization van which has certain videos recorded which tries and shares more emphasis uh, on the need of water we um, call for certain sessions and we do playway learning with them so this is how we create a uh, more repo with them local repo and then we keep visiting them there is a there is one dedicated person to do that day in day out like constantly engage with all the sarpanch with the local community with the youth clubs there uh with the shgs there so we find out local uh communities micro communities and we engage with them as well um it's a little too early to ask but you know we've often seen with a lot of well meaning initiatives um that they do very well for the first year the first two years and then they kind of fizzle out or you know things go back to hmm. being the way they were before the initiative started so have you what kind of concrete steps have you taken to ensure that that doesn't happen with your program i mean uh, definitely as you mentioned it's always like a tip of the iceberg like when you begin it's always the part which is visible and then you keep deepening definitely that's a challenge and that's a challenge that we have taken up so whenever we uh, commission a pond we ensure that we we'll, we are the ones who are who will be responsible to see the operations and maintenance of these ponds for another 2 years so our team is like uh, weekly visiting these ponds they have picture we have pictorial evidences of what is working what is not working in case when it is not working we align with the respective vendor department or we uh, sort of reflect it internally that why a certain thing is not happening in case of other uh, there have been like five ponds which have been inaugurated by far and um, most of them seem to function well yes there are certain uh, people at the local level also who come and create a, lo- a certain menace they might break a certain thing and the pro- the pond might stop functioning or there's a transformer which blows off and completely there is electricity supply which is shut down and the pond stops performing so there are different challenges that we have faced it's not like that it's been a ice walk it has been a very very difficult journey by far uh, every day is a new challenge but uh, i think it's the dedication which plays and and it's also the commitment that we are going to see that the project doesn't fail over time because we are not leaving this place we are uh, gurujal is going to be under the district administration and we are accountable and that's the paperwork also which binds us together okay um 
I wonder if, you know, seeing change on ground motivates you and makes you want to do better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, if I talk about the direct impact which these ponds have created, yes, we see all the clean water. There is no eutrophication anymore. There is no water hyacinth. We see like when we are working on these 88 projects roughly, uh, there is a promise of 498 million liters of dis- uh, recharge that can happen over year. And now we are installing these devices which would record uh, the water level, the changes in the water level in a re- live manner. So we are really curious to see how it materializes any, say, even if water rises by one feet, I think we'll be super happy to see that happen. And something that we have seen immediately is a change in the local biodiversity. There would fishes in the water back again. So that means that, yes, the aquatic life is coming back. There is uh, oxygen in the water and that that is an evidence of the clean water. Uh, So, yeah, there would be uh, increased number of birds around the water body and then uh, we can see kids playing trash now we have uh, we have kids playing and we have pictures of that so they are definitely it's a very happy picture and we've reached to so many people and we capture the feedbacks there uh, documentaries as well to see ki how it is affecting them what are their opinions there are all sorts of opinion there would be certain people who would, who would still complain but then there would be more number of people who would be happy with the implementation um if there's anyone listening to this podcast who would like to replicate this in their district or their city how should they go about it so I think I would want to thank them for, you know, showing their eagerness first in the place. Uh, they can always reach out to us on uh, management at the rate kurujal.org in case they have any questions. We have most of our information on our website, which is www.gurujal.org. We try and stay super responsive um, on, on all uh, platforms of communication, uh, be it the Facebook, be it the Instagram, be it uh, uh the website you have a column there also but for the people who really want to do- draw reference we have as i mentioned earlier we have drafted an sop standard operating procedure which shares the templates which shares uh, the details of all the 10 steps that i was talking about which has a detail of all the technologies so the idea because we are working with the government we wanted to keep it everything open source everything transparent and we wanted to keep it a replicable model we don't really want to have intellectual rights on any of the things. Uh, so the, that SOP on pond restoration and rejuvenation will, has been accepted by Niti Aayog and they are going to be publishing it soon and it will be sent to all the chief secretaries as per the commitment of the advisor um, uh, to all the states and then we'll keep it open also. So we'll have it on our website and various other medias that can be downloaded and you can always refer to it. We are working on the second documents which which talk about the operations and maintenance. We are working on documents which talk about the rainwater harvesting systems and its designs and the administrative and financial procedures involved in it. So as, as soon as it happens, we'll keep releasing it on the public domain and that can always be referred to. Uh, when we talk about the further expansion, uh, so the proposals, if you are corporate and you want to support a bond, then please uh, let us know. We will work out a dedicated proposal for you. If you are an individual who wants to intern, volunteer or uh, engage more with us, drop us a mail and we'll connect with you. We have a lot of uh, volunteers and students coming from different colleges and different domains. There are people who transition from one um, experience to the other. We try and support them also. And if you just don't want to be with us, 
just create more awareness around water we'll be happy to have people who would know that their source of water is a pond or a river or a certain place and okay. not tap so that is i think that would be very wow, helpful um, that was a very interesting conversation uh, thank you so much i think i've learned a lot and so has anyone listening to this uh, thank you so much ruby thank you so so much uh, prachi for doing this uh, series in the very first place i think um, and thank you for having me here uh, to talk about it i hope uh, that maximum number of people are able to hear and benefit and please share your suggestions and feedbacks if any wishing everybody best of luck and stay water conscious thank you